It's Emily here, and today I want to invite you to make sure to check out Robinhood Integrative Health. If you are a resident of the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, and you're looking for a doctor who treats you differently, looks deeper into the issues that you're having, and seeks to hear you as a person and really help to get you better, then I can't recommend Robinhood Integrative Health, where Dr. Wiggy practices enough. Make sure that you go to their website and see how you can benefit from their services today. And did you know that they even take some insurances, which basically never happens in integrative medicine. So make sure to check them out and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily and Dr. Wiggy. Welcome to the show. We are going to dive into a topic that we've been discussing a lot with friends and family members um, because there's a lot of questions, and that is um, what seems to be almost a new epidemic of interesting symptoms and, um, and, and health challenges and so forth related to the season of COVID and, um, you know, yes, contributed to COVID itself and with so many people being vaccinated and knowing that there are side effects to the vaccines, that perhaps there are correlations there as well. Um, That's kind of hard to put a finger on unless the timing is uh, perfect. But um, yeah, so let's just dig in. Wiggy, what are some of the things that we are seeing that are um, different than, you know, the the typical medical uh, challenges that people come to you for and how are they presenting sure. differently than typical? Yeah, no, I think this is this is good to talk about because, you know, I am seeing things differently in practice here more recently. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always good to look back about, you know, what what things were I see, was I seeing on a regular basis, you know, before the pandemic and now what are the sort of things that I'm seeing after the pandemic and it does appear that things are things are shifting mm-hmm. and and it does appear that I'm seeing more of of certain things uh, things that I had not seen on a regular basis prior and now I'm seeing them on a on a on a regular basis sure well and, and you're not alone in these no. these sy- symptoms are no. that you're seeing no so pretty much anyone that's that's seeing patients uh, if they ask themselves these questions are am I seeing things more than I was before and that's a good question just really for anybody you don't even have to be a doctor that that are you know, that's seeing patients to see that things are changing mm-hmm. you know just ask yourself are you seeing more of these things and uh, and what I'm seeing more of which which is concerning uh, you know I don't think we'd be talking about this if this wasn't important but I am I'm seeing more things that are causing problems and, and I've lumped them into a couple of categories uh, one is I am seeing more uh, more clotting issues uh, blood clots in, in general uh, in the legs and in, in the lungs also seeing more cancers uh, and more cancers popping up in younger people which is again pretty rare uh, to see that and then um, the last one is autoimmune diseases. So I'm also seeing potentially uh, either kind of a reactivation of like autoimmune diseases or a, a, a triggering mm-hmm. of an autoimmune disease. Again, that seems to be happening at a higher frequency than than what I was seeing than what I saw prior to this. Right. And again, just like 
for our listeners, if you kind of think about this, you probably can intuitively understand where this is becoming more of a problem. You probably know someone that has had a blood clot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask around or if you follow people on social media, you're going to see somebody who's like, well, gosh, that was weird. I've, I got a blood clot. Right. Or you know somebody that was just diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You know, or someone that just had was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And again, and that's not, again, not that that can't happen mm-hmm. prior, but we're seeing more of it now. Right. And we may not have time to dig into this one today, but another big thing is neurological issues. So mm. would you just touch on some of the things you're seeing and we'll see if we have time to go into more detail with those. Yeah. Neurologic things also appear to be happening at a higher frequency too. Uh what made me think about, you know, talking about the neurologic side is that I've, I've had quite a few patients, especially over the past week even, that have come in complaining of really like dizziness or vertigo. That's a, a, mm-hmm. a primary complaint. Uh, and then ear ringing. So kind of this inner ear, this, uh, this balance center. Uh, we're seeing that there's some disturbance uh, with that. And mm-hmm. so we're having people that are coming in again with really pretty severe vertigo and uh, uh tinnitus or tinnitus or ear ringing mm-hmm. and that causes that causes a lot of uh i mean that's that's really challenging for quality of life when you're dizzy all the time or mm-hmm. your your ears are ringing you know we're probably seeing some other neurologic things again i'm not sure if it's necessarily at a higher rate for all these across the board but we're seeing neuropathies we're seeing some kind of numbness and, and weakness in different parts of the body just things that are that are kind of strange. Yeah. We didn't plan to talk about this, but um, I had my hair day, my long hair day, for those of us that are still deciding we're going to cover our grays for a while. Um, <laughs> um, and my hairdresser was asking me about this because she said mm. that she has so many clients who are complaining of hair loss, but that she can tangibly see and feel mm. like that some people's hair is almost like see-through now. Yeah, that's actually a big one too. I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And it's tough for us to yeah to hit on all of these. We probably could do one just on on hair loss after COVID or after the vaccine because mm-hmm. we we're seeing it after both of them. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I'm seeing a ton of hair loss, mm-hmm. and that may seem trivial for some people, but losing hair is is a big. Oh, deal. I don't know any any woman that is okay with losing hair. Just well, saying. Maybe, maybe it's more trivial to guys, but <laughs> but no, we're, I'm seeing a, a lot of hair loss. So again, more than than average, more than usual. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a lot of things. Yeah. So let's dive into what is the potential mechanism mm-hmm. that is happening in the body that is uh, triggering these new symptoms and responses. Yeah. Um, just for us to be aware of, you know, give us the the. Um, what do you call that thing? Where the high level overview. No, the high level overview, the Cliff's Notes version. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, so we don't necessarily know the exact mechanism for why all these all these things are happening. You know, more recently. So, I think all we can give is kind of our best hypothetical situation for why for what what's happening. What what it appears to be is that there appears to be some sort of toxicity or some sort of reaction or immune system uh, disturbance. That happens, what we think, from the spike protein mm-hmm. of the coronavirus. Right. Uh, and this can be the spike protein from the virus itself, from a natural infection, but we also think this probably also possibly related to the spike protein from especially the mRNA vaccines that produce 
the spike protein. Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of evidence that the spike protein appears to be the problematic part of the virus that mm -hmm. causes this activation, causes this, again, this changes in our, in our physiology. So we think that this, the spike protein is either directly causing some issues, where it's directly affecting the kind of uh, inside of the arteries, or it's directly affecting uh, the nerves, or it's directly affecting uh, the immune system, um, or it's just kind of this inflammatory response that happens when we're exposed to the spike protein, and that's kind of causing issues. And then there's another theory, which is this thought about this molecular mimicry where the spike protein is kind of acting like a different protein in the body, and that's triggering kind of this autoimmune piece. So, it, so this mechanism, again, is, is less clear, mm -hmm. uh, and we probably should try to break it down by each thing as opposed to look, lumping sure. them all, all well, together. Let's, so let's do that. So let's start with, I can't remember which one you mentioned first. Um, well, so blood clots blood is clots. probably the oh, first yeah, that's one. one. You know, and again, this is, we're seeing this a lot, a lot more. Um, and so what, what we thought, what we think is happening with this is that this is more of a direct uh, irritation of the endovascular system that is causing the, the inside of the arteries to be basically scraped or irritated and that's allowing this inflammatory response to happen. And then the blood is already getting a little bit more thick. And so you have this kind of irritation, inflammation, cytokine response. And then when there's enough of that, that can cause, that can cause a clot. Gotcha. I, this, this might sound morbid, but I've heard this from a lot of people that there are morticians that are saying that generally if someone has a blood clot that's a visible blood clot that they are generally able to um, use something to help them to dissolve in the body. But with these COVID specific blood clots that they are so dense mm -hmm. that they cannot dissolve them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? I mean, that's just like a whole side note. Yeah, but I think it seems to be a different almost type of blood clot than yeah. we've generally known. Well, a lot of times I think we're also hearing that they're bigger. Mm -hmm. than than usual yeah you know bigger than what these uh, morticians have, have typically typically seen or doctors that are doing autopsies mm -hmm. they're kind of reporting similar right similar reports now part of that can be again if there is this kind of irritation or this damage and then there's this inflammatory response and that's what con kind of triggers the clot it's possible this inflammatory response is, is ongoing mm. especially if there's ongoing spike protein production and there's ongoing uh, antigen exposure to the immune system that is going to cause this ongoing inflammatory response. So it's possible that not only is there this initial insult, mm -hmm. but then this inflammation continues and that kind of builds on the initial problem. Sure. Wow. Okay. Um, so if there are concerns uh, from our listeners about blood clots and themselves or their loved ones, like what is the what are the best things to be aware of or symptoms that might be yeah. experienced if this is an, uh, something of concern? Well, we don't want to scare everybody. Sure. To, so then everyone thinks that, you know, if they have a leg cramp, that it's a, right. that it's a blood clot. Because usually if there is something like a clot, you're going to know. Mm -hmm. So the main places you can get clots are in your legs and in your lungs. Those mm -hmm. are the primary primary sources. But like I said, it shouldn't surprise us that we're seeing more more clotting because that really appears to be why people struggle so much from COVID, especially those that have the lung Compromise. It's really from small clots, right? From, from microemboli in the in the lungs. 
But for the legs, so usually you'll see like a, you know, your leg will be larger one versus another. It'll be red, it'll be warm, it'll be swollen, it'll be painful. It's pretty obvious when you have a blood clot in your, in your leg. In the lungs, it can be actually a little bit less obvious. I mean, if it's a big clot, of course, you'll be, you know, short of breath, you'll have trouble breathing. You're, you're going to know that you're, you're, something's wrong. But if it's like these micro clots, then sometimes it's harder to, to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can see that just in a decreased oxygenation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can just feel easier winded, like you can't walk as far, you can't go upstairs as easier, as easy as you as you used to. So there can be some some vascular and some pulmonary compromise if you are having these these clots in the lungs. And so if you do feel like you are not able to uh, do as much as you were before. That can just be deconditioning from being sick, mm-hmm. but it's also something to consider when you're seeing patients or or you're having these symptoms to consider the possibility of there being some some clots. Sure. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the second one, which was um, autoimmune or uh, cancer. Was cancer. I'm sorry. One, cancer. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yes. I have heard just personally of so many people with cancer that mm-hmm. have had that will say like I don't have any family history this is bizarre you know I'm so healthy and either it's a new cancer or a recurrence or mm-hmm. an exasperation of maybe something that was not really a problem yeah. years ago that now is and I think one thing that's important for us to remember that I've learned through this whole thing is that we all do have cancer cells in our bodies all the time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we have, quote, have cancer, but there are cancer cells in our bodies. And so, you know, what is happening that these, this explosion of yeah. new and what seemingly aggressive tumors. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've heard a lot of is that it's very difficult to diagnose the specific type and or the source mm. Because there's so many um, uh, tumors. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. No. So, so this is this is another challenge uh, for sure. And yes, I, we know people personally uh, that have been diagnosed with with cancers. I know patients uh, that have been diagnosed. Again, those that you wouldn't expect to have any any problems. And you know, if you want to really find out if this is a problem or not, talk to people that work in cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, go talk to some of the oncology nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, go talk to some of the oncologists. You know, they're seeing these, that it's that cancers are happening more often. And it does appear that a lot of the cases are wor- are, are worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having more advanced uh, disease and, and more spread. So this is where it, it's, it's interesting to think about kind of the mechanism behind this for what's happening with, with cancers. Because you're right, you know, we're basically always developing cancers in our, in our bodies, but our immune system is, is made for that, to go and find these abnormal cells, the, these atypical mutated cells, and to kill them and to clean them out mm-hmm. so that they don't develop into a tumor, they don't develop into a, a mass. Right. What the theory is, is what's happening with, with cancers, is that the spike proteins are actually interfering with our immune system's ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's actually interfering with the signals to say, okay, this is an abnormal cell or this is a normal cell. And it, the, the white blood cells are not able to go and clear out these damaged cells. Mm-hmm. And so when they're not able to clear out these damaged cells and they can start clumping together and they can start growing, and that's when you actually do uh, develop a cancer. 
there's been some really good uh, research on this. I believe it is based on the toll receptors in the immune system. That, that those, that's kind of the signaling uh, messages and the receptors that are responsible for this happening. And it appears that um, the spike protein, and, and there is some evidence that potentially the vaccine may play a role in this, mm -hmm. that uh, it, it interferes with the, the toll receptors. And so it doesn't your doesn't allow the immune system to again find these atypical cells right. and to to clear them out. Because am I correct that in a with a, a vaccination response to you know as far as the multiplication of the spike protein and I've heard it this way. Correct me if this is not right. That our our bodies are so focused on that response and the multiplication of the spike protein that like basically they can't do both things at the mm. same time. So there's so much spike protein multiplication happening that almost like the body's distracted from mm. clearing out these cells because this, this um, immune response is so important that, or, or um, elevated, prioritized, so, right, yeah. prioritized so that, you know, this normal cleansing, for lack of a better term, isn't happening. Yeah. Does that sound yeah. basically yeah. right? Yeah, I okay. think that's, that's, yeah, that's a simplified uh, view of it, but mm -hmm. I think that's that's pretty close. But you know, I'm simple over here well, with my hey, science mind. <laughs> that's that's a good way to think about it. A lot of times, is think about it from a simplified view. I mean, the immune system is so complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, the, we there are so many intricacies and little nuances of the immune system that we're still we're still figuring out. Sure. And so, when there is something that is prioritized a lot higher, that is going to make other things right. less less important to the immune system. And so I do think that's, we're seeing that happening. Uh, I think that's another reason why we're probably seeing a lot of other like chronic viral things mm -hmm. also popping up. I think it's a similar kind of mechanism is that it's not, uh, the immune system is somewhat distracted. Mm -hmm. And so it's not able to clear out again, atypical cells as much as it should. And it's not able to clear out like chronic viral issues or uh, more acute viral things too. Gotcha. Okay. Let's move on to, um, Oh, so, okay, I mean, this is so broad, but let's, as far as the, the cancer concern, I mean, I'll just interject this, that, you know, what we can do is take the best care of our bodies that we can mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, we're eating really well as far as for, you know, um, helping with healthy cell replication, the process of autophagy um, is so important, and the ways that we eat can really uh make a huge difference sure. in, in that. And, and what sure. I mean by that is prioritizing um, foods that are not going to break down into sugar in your body easily. And um, even incorporating methods of fasting and that kind of thing can be mm -hmm. really helpful. So if you've got major concerns around that, that would be my, my nutrition tidbit, but I wasn't sure if you had anything else to add. No, those, those are some good tips, you know, actually thinking about intermittent fasting and autophagy, that's probably a really good, uh, way to do it mm -hmm. because that is that does appear to be one of the problems that they're not able we're not the immune system is not able to get rid of these these uh, damaged and older cells mm -hmm. and yeah, autophagy through intermittent fasting probably would be would be very helpful for that 
Another another treatment that we're using a lot um, post COVID, and uh, that seems to be also helpful for just kind of rebalancing the immune system. Uh, low dose naltrexone. Mm-hmm. So LDN, we've been using a lot of LDN. Right. Uh, this seems to really help with symptomatic improvement after uh, after COVID. Uh, it also seems to be kind of helping to modulate the immune system. Mm-hmm. So it does help with these potentially these other these other issues that are happening. And we did we talked about LDN a lot in our post COVID. Um, episode. So if you Mm -hmm. want to know more about that, you can go back and listen to that. Okay. So number three, autoimmune. And I know again, personally where this is exploding, Mm -hmm. all kinds of strange, sudden, you know, really serious health conditions. So how does, what is the mechanism happening with that? Right. So yeah, so we are seeing a lot more of autoimmune disease too. I think it's a little bit more, uh, focused around kind of the rheumatologic piece, like uh, we're seeing more rheumatoid, uh, seeing more lupus, um, seeing some more Graves disease, uh, thyroid thyroid issues. I've, well, that, speaking of, um, that was the other thing that, you know, hairdressers really do have a great yeah, pulse on the community. For sure. And uh, my, my hairdresser was also telling me that um, she's got a, clients coming in with all kinds of health issues and they keep saying, oh, my doctor's saying it's my thyroid. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Just that that's a general mm-hmm. thing that's happening. Arguably, this is maybe what's happening is the, yeah. the autoimmune response or maybe it's something else. I'm right. Sure. And as, again, we, we can't say for sure causation. Mm-hmm. We can we can say correlation. Mm-hmm. You know, either you got sick or you got the vaccine and then these things developed afterwards. Right. That is that is correlation Mm -hmm. so uh so the mechanism here thought also to be related to the immune system dysfunction like we talked about uh with cancer there also appears to be a component of the molecular mimicry where the spike protein actually seems to look like different tissues in the body Mm -hmm. and so when you develop antibodies to the spike protein you're also developing antibodies to different parts of the tissue so we think that that may be a, a mechanism behind it too Again, we don't know for sure what's what's triggering it, but like I said, we are seeing we're seeing more of it, and so this is important for if you are having those symptoms, especially a lot of joint pain. Again, that's pretty common uh, that I'm hearing uh, is a lot of a lot of joint issues. Is that they should be you should do some tests. How about and related to autoimmune, um, the heart rate variation that that seems to be another thing that there's mm-hmm. I mean, elevated heart rate post COVID yeah. or post vaccine. Is that related to autoimmune? Would you say mostly, or it can be kind of anything? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not aware of the the actual antibody to like the heart tissue that would be causing that. Mm-hmm. I think it is more of the kind of nerve irritation or mm-hmm. the nerve damage that can happen, like this autonomic dysfunction that happens from it. Interesting. Because you know we are we are seeing more tachycardia, more heart rate increases. Mm-hmm. But, but like I was saying, with if you're having those symptoms. There are tests that you can do. So doing an ANA test, doing a rheumatoid factor, doing an anti-CCP, there are some there's some blood tests that would be worth considering to see if something has triggered, especially if there's family history. So a lot of times we see that this the things that people tend to get, there tends to be some predisposition. Right. Whether or not that's like a family member has these has these issues or, you know, there's a history of uh, autoimmune disease and somebody else it's you know it's so there appears to be some genetic kind of predisposition as far as what happens to who right and so that kind of helps guide the doctor as far as which path to go down to mm-hmm. see if you can kind of pinpoint what the issue is yeah it's almost like there's a it's almost like a speeding up of what might mm-hmm. happen down because i mean yeah. obviously family history is 
relevant in a lot of times those same systems diseases repeat themselves um in our genetics but it is interesting it seems like it still kind of comes out of nowhere even though it's similar to yeah. something family members have experienced which is just a interesting note. yeah no i think that's fair too that's probably not a bad assessment as that, as that this is kind of a uh an escalation mm-hmm. of underlying disease process already that it seems it does seem to kind of just shorten the duration for when it when it's gonna when it's gonna happen right so I'd say the big the big point here is that things are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious for anybody that talks to people. Right. So yeah, talk to your hairdresser, talk to your doctor, talk to your mechanic. You know, whoever right? the people that talk. People that right. talk to people, they're gonna understand that they're seeing that people are just having they're having more problems. So I think that the important thing to take away from this is that yes, things are happening, and it and it it is probably important now to be a little bit more. Um, vigilant and as far as not ignoring these things mm-hmm. so yeah it's a t- it's a fine balance between becoming kind of a hypochondriac right and think like okay everything is a blood clot now, right and, but not ignoring it and so it, so it is a, it is a balance but that's where you kind of need the clinical experience of a physician to say no you're okay because i've had a lot of people come to me it's like i think i have a blood clot mm-hmm. and it's just a muscle cramp right you know it's just or it's just a muscle strain you know, there's no signs of it. There's no symptoms of it. It's just they're having leg pain. So so I, I would encourage people to have this discussion with their doctors mm-hmm. if they're having any, any symptoms that are abnormal to them. Because it's also sometimes tough to know what is serious and what's not serious. And don't so don't feel like it's a stupid question. If like, I think I may have a blood clot. Right. And you may be far off. But it's still worth having that discussion. Sure. Or you may be like, you know what? I really just feel like there's something wrong. And I have patients just say that too. Yeah. There's like, it's just something that doesn't feel right. Right. You know, I just feel like something's off. Either I'm really tired or uh, I'm having a lot of joint pain or mm-hmm. headaches or like allergies are a lot worse. Or just, you know, there's like something is off. Mm-hmm. And that's some of a hard, you know, some, <laughs> some of a hard sure. uh, thing for someone to say. Like, okay, well you know, help me figure out when someone says something feels wrong. Right. That's, that's a pretty broad net to, to consider, but that's also where the doctors need to come in and need to try to ask the specific questions to try to narrow down what, what could be happening. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to have in the back of our mind that there are some specific things that are hurting people that are happening at a higher rates right. than they were, were before. So I think we need to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more again, upfront with doing more testing maybe more blood testing, maybe some more imaging, uh, just to make sure that something isn't being missed. Mm. Great point. Well, thank you so much. And um, I did want to mention at the end of the show today, because I keep forgetting, but uh, if you are listening on Spotify, they now offer a review, which that's new in the last couple of months. And so um, if you are listening on Apple, you have always been able to leave a review. But if you're listening on Spotify, that's a new feature that's available. So we would love for you to leave a review and know that you can always send us uh, through Anchor. You can always send us questions or comments and we love to hear from our listeners. So thank you so much for joining us and we will catch up with you next time.